return you now to your regularly scheduled program. Hey everybody, this is Josh Martin. And I'm Marty Hyde. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Tattoos and Jesus podcast. I am very happy to be here. Here at TNJ, we seek to blend the righteous with the ridiculous. Please explain. We discuss coffee, counseling, Christianity, and whatever else crosses our mind. We hope you enjoy it. Okay, let's go. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Tattoos and Jesus. Today we back at it again. Mm. Josh Martin. Mm. Yes, sir. What's up? What's happening? No vacations this week. No vacation. This is your first real week of work. Last week you were in training. Yeah. This week is your first week on site at Dorman High School. Yep. Dorman Fresh. Um, And I saw a picture of your office today and it is just as barren as your office was here uh yeah there's not there's not much uh going on there so i gotta sarah's helping me spruce it up a little bit i got some advice from my uh co-worker counselor across the hall she came in today she helped me envision oh anyway envision it in my office quotes inspirational that's what that's what she helped i thought about i thought about doing like just randomly i was gonna put a drake quote i got a lou i got a lou holtz quote i got a philosophy quote i'm just gonna put a bunch of random ones up i, I just don't know what to do i don't know Please. i can put a big giant world map on the Dude, back wall shut if up I wanted to. don't talk about my tapestry look where did you get it from i don't <laughs> think i've ever asked you my tapestry all right so what happened is when i went into private practice i had to decorate my office you're and, right and a tapestry is the easiest way and, to do that. and so an easy way to do that is if anybody doesn't know like google tapestry it's just like a giant cloth and so i was like i'd seen offices where like basically you get a tapestry the size of the wall basically so it just takes up the whole wall as you can see i didn't look at the, the measurements before i bought mine it's like yeah. half the size of the wall right um but i had pictured it taking up like the whole wall but when you look them up most of them are either like really feminine, really hippie vibed, or kind of a Buddhisty vibe. And so, even though I like the tapestry, gotcha. none of them screamed Marty. And this, so, what is this one? Does this one just whisper? Is and so, I was just looking, and I started seeing there's like world map tapestries, and I was like, "That's a better vibe. I can roll with that." And so, I just found one that was like a world map tapestry, and I bought it. Okay. It's probably. I mean, it's probably time to upgrade. I was just wondering. I didn't know if it had like a personal connection or no. if it was one of those things where you're like me in the sense of you need something to pull on your walls. Like mm-hmm. you're a lot better than me because I am. you helped me decorate my office. I decorated my house at home. But at the same time, it doesn't necessarily have like a personal connection. No, it doesn't. So what's are you all design. right? If I'm gonna use a big word and I'll define it so that everybody knows. Are you familiar with like the Rorschach test, the ink blot testing? It's called Rorschach tests ink block blot blot oh. so uh, it's a it's a whole counseling did thing. they did they it's a thing in do that in gaffney high school did they teach that at gaffney absolutely high? not okay so basically you're gonna notice as soon as i say it it's when they just hold up okay you ever laid on, on the ground and looked at the clouds and be like "Ooh, that looks like a train oh, what does this look like that looks like it. it's the same idea okay. so it was ink blots so it was oh, these okay. cards that just had what ink do you blots, see? and it's like, what do you see? And it's this like projective test because you project meaning onto a meaningless object, and like, what does that reveal about a person? And okay. so, you want to test it? No, I don't want to test it. What do you see? What do I see? Honestly, it looks like those frisbees. Uh, Josh is holding up a pillow right now that has these round circles on it. It looks like those frisbees that have the middle missing. They have the what? You know, the middle missing out of the frisbee, and it's just like a a round thing, like a bagel. 
like a bagel. It's like a frisbee bagel. Okay. So, well, I'm I, the point though is the tapestry. Um, that happens all the time, like especially teenagers, but not exclusively, but mainly teenagers. They'll be like, "Oh, that looks like because it is a horrible like this tapestry is a horrible geographical representation of the world." Like if you'll notice, because there's random animals. I have an octopus here that's approximately the size of all of New England. I have a whale that can compete with the whole Ivory Coast. Like if animals were proportionally the size of the ones on here, it's insane. But if you look, nobody else can see. Right up here, you see that Europe right there, the word Europe? The E just to the corner, it looks like E T. That water body. It looks kinda like E T. Do you see that? Um Yeah. You're sure. full of crap. You're not that's, that's no, that's that's what it that's what I that's what it looks like. You're and talking so, about the body of water right above the E. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like a yeah. Looks like E.T. or something. Yeah. <laughs> yes, also, you also have the Spanish word for ocean on the edges. Oh, yeah? So okay. that's, the, but anyway, that's what happens Diverse. is people will sit here and start just casually making remarks about the, so, and this so is it's your like they're projecting. Yeah, right. They just start projecting. So that's kind of fun, actually, because it happens like a good bit. Okay. They're just like, ooh, and they make You some, ever had anybody come in just like absolutely trash it? And you yeah. just like. like I've got some like little savants. To, you want to come in uh, and they're like that's not the right size of Greenland. Do you want to ever have you ever had anybody that wanted you to take it down Be, or like that no. when they left you were like maybe I should get no. something else. No, but they're like but here's where we match up because you know how much of a Karen I could be. So if they're like that's not right, I'll be like, Well let me tell you, I can coach you into how I file a complaint. That's a good point. Uh, that is a good point. No, so you've never I mean, been peer people, never been peer pressured into into taking it down, huh? Yeah, I mean most people I mean at most I would think they think it's stupid, but most people don't say that. They're not like replace this. It's just observations. Okay. Okay. Uh, but you don't have that in your office. Because, because the projection is what do you see on this blank wall? You can judge a blank wall, man. It, it's you could create anything though. I, I could say I want this to be a fresh start, which is why yeah. there's nothing on the wall. You know what would be cool? Paint your journey. Is I don't think we talked. I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast. We did it was a couple of years ago. Do you remember me telling you telling us uh, or me at Christmas time? You and Sarah had this game where you had like magnetic snowman snowman mm. pieces on, on your fridge. fridge. Yeah, and like you would play a game to say what new creation can we make with these pieces? Right. Yeah, yeah. So. I think it would be cool is if you had something you could like stick to the blank wall that like when people came in, they're like, what's that? And you're like, make something. Oh, that would be cool. Like create something. And then like every time you come, you see what somebody else has created and then they can create something new. And so there's always like fresh, you know, visions of whatever that angsty teenager was thinking that day. Okay. What do you suggest? I don't have a clue. I just gave you a really good vision for this wall. Yeah, but I mean, what do you throw on the wall? I can't just like, hey. Glue this to the wall, <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be here for the rest of the year. I don't know. Do they? What's the wall made of? Is it cinder block? You could do the door. The door's metal. Is oh, that'd be good. So you could do like a magnetic, yeah. stuff. Anyway, but yeah, I mean, I'll try it out. I'll uh, let you know how it goes. Is it cinder block or is it like drywall? Drywall. It, I was going to say if it's cinder block, it could be a little stickier and it just moves. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'll think on it. Could be a fat head. Yeah, a fat head of Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Okay, also, uh, never mind, I'll tell you that off. You know the the kid that you gave me that we talked about earlier? I told him about you uh, getting made fun of by Trevor Lawrence at McMillan Park. 
I thought I'd already told them that story, but He's, I guess not. He said he hadn't heard it, and I said, well, you need to. Yeah, I'll probably skip that one. Anybody that's so, a Clemson fan, anyways. Even anyone. though I did call uh, yeah. on most of my Clemson fans to see if they wanted to come up there. but And they all said no? Yeah, none of them. It's almost fantasy football season. Yes. So we're going to have to relook at that. Um, let me Let me ask you a question. Have you ever thought uh, or been accused of being a people pleaser? I don't know that accused would be the right word. Like anybody ever like, Mar- Josh, you need to work on this. Maybe when I was. Um, don't tell me it was when. Yeah. When? I've, at, for work, actually. I got passed on a promotion due to. I don't. I, but I don't really think they said people pleasing more than they said like. You care more about the social aspect than the work aspect. I think that's a nice way of saying you're not working. I worked. Be like, and I you got really value break time. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not break time. I just talk. But I've been like that all, all through school. Like all of my teachers would complain because I just talk. I just talk to people. And so I wouldn't necessarily say that's people. But I mean, it could be, though. I mean, it could be. No, that means you're a people person. Yeah, but people person people, and people you know pleasing. People pleasing means? If you care about people, then you want to make them happy. No, I feel like it's mm, it, could, it could be. Uh, it could people be. pleasing is people. you make decisions or don't make decisions more based on what other people will think than about what you yourself want or value in that moment. To a I fault. would say yes. To I would fault. say personally. You're a people I, pleaser? I would say personally okay. I have aspects to it. I have okay, aspects well, that to aspect it. didn't show up when you quit your job. Wow. Here. I said I used to. I kind of. I don't feel like I do oh, that. So what as you're much. saying is you're in recovery. Don't let yeah. me not step. Let me not reset your clock. Yeah, don't let me relapse. Um, I used to be. I really did. I really used to be in in mind of others more than myself in the sense of which I think everybody does. What about you? Absolutely not. There's no way I'm a people pleaser. All right, that's a lie. I am a people pleaser. It's, that's so I've been struggling. Okay. So. I am so like there's va- again both and it always comes back mm. to freaking both and is it good to care about the people in your life and to take their opinions and values into perspective absolutely is it also good to be like yourself mm-hmm. yes um so all right it is like a, a weird story um I don't think I've ever told it on the podcast but this is gonna sound weird getting my ears pierced was like my act of rebellion against being a people pleaser. Okay. And so, like, there's a lot of people, like, you may have had people say this to you this week, that are like, Marty, in the last five years, like, you grew your hair out, you wear, <laughs> you have earrings, which my ears have been pierced for, like, 13 years, but people mm-hmm. didn't know that. Uh, and you, like, got tattoos. And they're like, what's wrong with you? Like, what's happened? Well, the reality is, is I'm not a different person than who I was. I think I'm a more authentic person than who I was. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Because for a long time, I think I, looking back, I was I tried to become the person that I thought other people wanted me to be to accept me. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't necessarily it wasn't a bad person. Like I didn't dislike my haircut or how I grew my beard or the clothes. I didn't dislike it. But if it was like really up to me, what would I wear? If it was really up to me, what image do I want to have? If it was really up to me. And I, I think that I'm a more accurate version of that now than I was 10, 15, 20 years ago. Because I remember putting so much stock into, no, I don't want to do that. 
because I don't know what other people will think. And so that's one where is actually I blame my wife for this. Is I'll never forget we were in Spartanburg mountain biking. Um, Same. Yeah. That yeah. So and uh, and we were just talking, and I was telling her like I've always wanted to have my ears pierced, and so that I was in grad school at the time, and so I'm in my you know, early twenties. I was like, I've always wanted to have my ears pierced, but I just don't know what anybody would think. She goes, just freaking do it. I was like, but it might look stupid. She goes, who cares? If you don't like it, take them out. Like, you quit living for other people with stuff that doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Right? This isn't an ethical, legal, or religious issue. Right? Mm -hmm. You're not living with your parents anymore. You're not like, it's just do something for yourself without obsessing over like, let me go poll the audience of everyone that matters to you. And so that's what happened. And I was like, all right, fine. She goes, we're doing it tonight. And I was like, okay. And I was like, I got to call my mom first. <laughs> but that was like, that was a moment when I looked back and was like, there was like, the tide was turning, right? And undoubtedly, the response I got did not validate my fears. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, not that everybody was like, man, Marty, those earrings look sexy on you. But it's like the disproportional rejection that I feared would happen didn't. Mm-hmm. People didn't care. Mm-hmm. And so I say that because as much as I love to do this podcast, I'm always faced with this fear of, am I going to say or do something? Like on one hand, I like to make people think. I want to stretch people's thoughts and be like, have you thought about scripture or society or your relationships from this perspective? Let's think outside the box. But I also have this really strong fear of, what if people think less of me? Mm -hmm. What if, what if they're like, wow, Marty, I can't believe you would even entertain that perspective, you know, Mm -hmm. whether it be from my parents or my friends or the fellow pastors that I serve with at church or just random listeners that are like, oh, listen to this guy. And, uh, and like, so sometimes it's like that, that probably bothers me the most and it probably shouldn't, but it's like, I want to ruffle feathers and it's my greatest fear to be judged for ruffling feathers at the same time. So it's kind of like, um, I I think it matches. It may be a different word, but would you rather have truth or acceptance? Kind of like, would you rather have a, the truth about who you are, the truth about what you think, the truth about what you believe, the truth about, you know, or would you rather be accepted? Mm-hmm. And sometimes those two don't go hand in hand. And Well, sometimes I don't think they go hand in hand in my head. Mm-hmm. It's like if you're authentic, if you present your truth of a situation and be like, this is really what I'm wrestling with. This is the whatever idea that I'm dealing with that I won't be accepted. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that is always true, but sometimes it is. Okay. I got you. I got you. Because sometimes I think the truths we tell ourselves aren't actually real truth. Because it always is based. It's like there's two places that lies can occur. One is is that if if you don't agree with me, you will reject me. That's the biggest one. But there's a lot of times to be like, actually, your love of me or your acceptance of me doesn't actually have to do with that truth. Somebody might say, No, I disagree with you. That's crazy. But I still love you. Mm-hmm. I still think Jesus loves you. Like it doesn't like. But there's a there's a there's a there's still a degree to that to where it's like if all right so say for example mm-hmm. you have somebody who has that you've always known always grew up with or that you always were close to 
Well, then all of a sudden there's been a big shift in core beliefs. It could mm-hmm. be anything. It could be faith. Mm-hmm. It could be, you know, family values. It could be whatever. Yeah. That I mean, that's going to, that's gonna you know, it's going to rock the boat a little bit. Like, so there are some some things that could damage relations. Not only damage relations, but but change the dynamics of a relationship. That's a that's a really good point is it doesn't just have to be like religious beliefs or something. But like anytime you like I don't want to be overly dramatic here, but like come out of the closet with this this new thing. Mm-hmm. And it could be like just it could be yeah, it could be anything. It could be like, you know what, I've decided to end this relationship mm-hmm. or start a new pursue career this path. job. Yeah. Yeah, new career path. Move. Right. Change churches. Right. Change belief systems. Yeah. Nobody else knew your struggle. Mm-hmm. Right. So some of those are good things. Some of them might be bad things. Mm-hmm. Right. Or unhealthy behaviors. Some of them might be good or refining behaviors. But I think what it is is people get so used to expecting a person to be the same mm-hmm. that their reaction is more about their inability to grasp it. But it comes across like I reject this because I need you to go back to being the person that I had you as in my head. Is that true? Well, it's it's kind of well. It, it takes me back to um, we touched on a podcast about like when you went and visited your former. I'm letting you stress. You look like you're struggling. Here. I'm trying to think of the word at North Greenville. You went back to North Greenville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to uh, there was a camp reunion. Camp reunion. That's what it was. I knew it wasn't. School. I worked okay. for us. I worked for a summer camp. Went back. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a weird reality shot. Like, like it kind of the same. Over a decade has passed. Right, and yeah. it's kind of a, it's kind of a because I get this all the time. I get this all the time from my friends, like that knew me in high school mm-hmm. and has known me most of my life, like. They, you know, I'm a licensed therapist. Provisionally. Provisionally, yes. <laughs> and they're just like, nah. Like, nah. Not not 20. I always joke with one of my friends. He always thinks, like, when I tell him something, he's like, I don't think of you. Like, I still think of you as, like, 2010 Josh. was a senior in high school, Josh. Yeah. And so that's, but that's just not the reality of it. That's how they think about it. And so it's like a shift. So there's kind of a lot of dynamics here at play. Like, it could be this concept that people don't change it could mm-hmm. be that people are used to you being one way and not not able to handle you another way mm-hmm. like is it based off of regardless of which one it is do you think it's based off of if the other person feels uncomfortable or comfortable with this new aspect or like i think yeah i think that's a lot of it because if you had somebody that like we were cool but, like, there were some things about you I didn't love, and then we reconnect a few years later, and, like, you fixed all that, or, like, you've, like, really come around, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to love new, yeah, you know, new version, new Josh. Yeah. But if in my head, like, I still expect you to be that old version, then I'm going to be inclined not to like it. Yeah. Even if, realistically, it's a mature, more mature version. It's just they can't unsee that. Yeah. Hmm. It makes me wonder... I don't know if we fully understand what's meant by this, but you know, in scripture, you're all about the New Testament these days, the Gospels. That is true. You know, there's a verse. You read all of Luke, apparently, in like four hours. And Mark, yeah. So isn't there a verse? Where, I know there is a verse. Where's the verse that says, you know, Jesus was not, he was not known or respected in his hometown? Mm-hmm. I'm not getting that language right. Yeah. But it, I've always wondered, like, he was not respected. Yeah. Right, he was not seen as Lord. 
in his hometown. Right. And it, like, why? Mm-hmm. And what that's, it's pre- that concept. What that's, prevented yeah. them from seeing who he was and who he was and was becoming? Mm-hmm. Is it that? Yeah, hundred percent. Because hundred percent. You're sure? Yeah. I mean, it's got to be because it's like you know. Uh, a prophet is not admired in their hometown or whatever. And then it talks about Jesus going back to Nazareth and it talks about people in Nazareth don't see him as Lord. They see him as a carpenter's boy. Mm -hmm. And they say, because if you see somebody for so long, like it's hard for me to be like, I changed your diaper and taught you to eat. And you're out here, but now you're saving me from my sins and you're healing blind people. Like Mm -hmm. what's happening right now? Like, I mean, that would, that would be, and even for, even for Thomas, the disciple, Downton Thomas, um, one story got him cursed for the rest of his life. But Downton Thomas literally was with Jesus most of the time. Mm-hmm. And then he's raised from the dead. And it's kind of like, nah, dog, you ain't, you ain't like the Jesus I knew. And then he had to, it had to be proven to him that it was still Jesus. Like, is, is it like a, but a, with, is there like with, a mental yeah. block to that? See, with Thomas, though, I feel like it's different. I think it's more like he was not good at taking anybody else's word for anything. If he didn't see it, it didn't happen. Because the True. whole story is, you know, Mary Magdalene and stuff. That, anyway, that's a sidetrack. But like, part of me is like, is that really his issue? Or is it just like, I got to see it to believe it? Like, he had a difference of like his, his faith. Like, he, he wanted some firsthand business. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but I definitely think the whole prophet is not known in your hometown type because when they start doing miraculous things it's hard to believe something miraculous is happening when you literally oh, just you went and just ate a sandwich beside yeah. him at the shop at the I know, they're probably thinking like, like i get that he was like the picture perfect kid yeah but i didn't expect this much yeah yeah all right so people pleasing is where we started with this. yeah i was trying to think like how did we, how did we <laughs> <laughs> yeah people so pleasing. it's you know, it started with people pleasing, and yeah. it's, and it's drifting into. So so it was a confession. It was a confession that I struggle with this. Like I struggle. So where with do you this. think is a what do you think is a good balance? Because you you kind of you're kind of going back. You right. you're, you're highlighting the two tensions you talked about, so which is it, people pleasing unhealthily to yeah. making decisions based off of everybody else, and then not allowing yeah. anybody to change at all, or yeah. you become uncomfortable like. Well, I, I can tell you what prompted this is a couple things. The biggest one is, I can think I can say we, mm-hmm. we've had some feedback from last week's podcast that people felt like it was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. That it's like, I mean, not like grotesque or anything, but we just wrestled with the whole idea of like, when was, when does, what is the kingdom of God? Right? Is it an eternal thing and we're living for eternity? Was it meant to be here on earth? Is this balance between the two? And I kind of took the position of, is this balance? Like, it's made for eternity, but God wants us to live it out here too. Like, it matters. And you took more of, uh, you know, after reading a book, you're like, all right, let me take the side of, like, no, God wants us to live it out here a lot. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, what does that look like? And we're just wrestling with that. Man, you left out the the key word, man. It was social. Socialist man, this is so. No, I'm just kidding. And so, I think and that's, that's what the, triggered it. That's the trigger. Yeah, is is the term social gospel is a hot button word. Mm-hmm. And actually, I've done some research this this week, and again, it just reaffirmed that like I don't fully attain to that. Like that's mm-hmm. not where my theology takes me. Mm-hmm. 
is uh, is to that, and for some good reason. Like I'll we'll argue that a different day. But the fact that we were just wrestling with the topic, people are like, mm, "Where are you going with this?" Right? And it wasn't just one person. Like I've actually, there's been multiple conversations, and people are like, "Where are you going?" And so it just made it instantly that people pleaser in me was like, I don't. Because I think this is what it is. I don't mind stirring people up, but I always hide behind the facade of, I'm just playing devil's advocate to get you to think. Mm -hmm. Because what that immediately does, it disconnects me from being judged by their opinion. Mm -hmm. Because I'm saying, I'm just playing a role here. This isn't my belief. I'm just playing a role. Does that make sense? Yeah. And on one hand, that's true. I play devil's advocate a lot. I like devil's advocate. It helps me to vet a topic. But it also helps me to hide from feeling the judgment when I don't do what you want me to, mm-hmm. when I don't believe what you want me to. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so the struggle I've had is I instantly go into this mindset of how far is too far gone? Like, do we really, like, is it wrong to say we hear about the social gospel and in most of our circles we've heard about it in negative light. So should we just like stick it on the shelf and chalk it up to heresy? Mm. or is there godliness and well let's give it a look Mm. let's discuss it and see what it's about to see what is like what is it before we write it off and like and that goes for anything right that goes for any theological doctrinal like topic it's like when like when is it actually harmful to our faith to openly say let's look at this versus nope we don't need to go there. That's a tough. I think that's an opinion question. I don't. I don't know. You're gonna find an absolute to that because I like. I've I've talked to some people that are like, you don't question it, you believe it, you go with it. And I've talked to some people like, no, definitely question, question and go, question and yeah. go, question and go. And it, it it's all dependent on like this. Is what kind of bothers me though is like their upbringing, their background, like they're influenced not based off of like. What is personally the best option for me when I take all things into consideration? It's usually going to be leaning towards what am I most comfortable with saying? Mm-hmm. Because just because you're comfortable in saying this doesn't mean it's the right thing. It just means you're comfortable saying it. And it's, I don't know. I, I feel like, because, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm going to take the whole side of just, just go for it. Just question anything and everything. Because that's kind of just where I'm at with it. Not in, this, not in a bad way. Just like, and this is going to sound bad, like <laughs> I did last week. But people don't realize like the simple things and the complexity of the simple things and what they mean. Mm-hmm. Like sit down and say, oh, well, can you show me a scripture where the Trinity really comes about? And people are like, oh, yeah, I mean, it's in there. And it's just like, no, it's not in there. But yeah. there's a concept to it that's developed through these and like it's the same, like, can you show me where Jesus claims to be God? And it's like, oh yeah, it's all through, but it's mostly in Paul. And Jesus never claimed to be God except for once in John. Like, it, there's there's things there. I'm not saying that he's not. I'm just saying there's things there that we don't realize they're there that I think are important, but we have these blinders on to just not ask it. Well, and, we have really firm beliefs that we've never vetted out, right? Because it's. Because, in, I mean, and this is the reality is, and this is not to say that people are ignorant, it's just the same, but ignorance is bliss. Like, if you just went with it and believed it and never questioned anything, that's a peaceful life. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, we started this podcast, and 
that's not what we started about. We started about to. Um, I'm joking, but we. I mean, that's was to open up the the concept. You yeah. know, like let's talk about these things. We have questions, but we don't answer them. We have like, and I think that plays back into the people pleasing. Like, do you not ask questions to please other people, even though you and you just keep them inside of you until one day you just blow up, explode, or do you just keep them inside of you for the rest of your life and then secretly believe something completely different yeah. than what your surroundings is doing? And I just don't think that's the best. I I have this, and again, like we're all biased. Like you just said this, we're all biased. And so somebody out here is having a hard time opening the door. We're good. Did they get it? Did they get it mm. open? All right. Sounds like I feel like I don't know if you can hear it on the podcast, but it feels like my wall's coming down. So I don't know if this is fair or not, but my default is, and I say this to a lot of people, if you have the same beliefs as me, but you can't tell me why, mm-hmm. I struggle to respect those beliefs because mm-hmm. all it is is indoctrination. Mm-hmm. 100% agree. And if you were raised in India under whatever belief systems there, Hinduism mm-hmm. or in Buddhist China or wherever, and we're told these are your beliefs, would you make those your beliefs the exact same? Mm-hmm. Like, would it be any different? Right. So just because you're telling me we share the same beliefs, there's like, oh, OK, that's cool. But if you can't tell me why, I have a hard time respecting that. If all it is is accepted indoctrination, even Mm -hmm. if I think it's the correct version of that, Mm -hmm. does that make sense? Yeah, I agree. Versus I respect the heck out of somebody who has done the work. Mm -hmm. And even if they came to a different conclusion of me than me, even a different religious belief system, right? Mm -hmm. It might grieve me and be like, man, I wish you, I wish we agreed, Mm -hmm. but I can respect them. Because I can tell they did their due diligence. Mm-hmm. And we can have deep conversation about why do you believe what you believe and how did you get to that conclusion? And I think that's kind of what you're talking about is there's, we've done a really good job of developing a, a, a framework to understand our beliefs based on like the equivalent of Twitter statements of doctrine. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and, and it's our pastor's job. Like we trust our pastor to give us a biblically accurate, to the mm. best of their understanding, belief system to shape our doctrine, right? Not everyone sitting in a church is prepared to do the deep work, mm-hmm. right? They, I mean, they might not even be able to, right? They don't know Hebrew. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we trust our religious authorities and experts to fill in the gaps. And so I don't have a problem with you filling in the gaps with your trusted authorities, Uh, But I think far too many people have a really strong belief system built on shallow ground. Mm, I agree. Um, Like, you know how many people we've talked to where there's one fact in this lot. It blows people. Like, it literally blows. Like, two things. And they're real simple. They really probably don't have much of an impact. But it shakes people to their core. Like, none of the disciples were older than the age of, like, 17. Yeah. John was probably 14. Peter was, like, 17. And it's like they followed this thirty-three-year-old man around, and people are like, "If I didn't know better, that'd be creepy." (laughs) Exactly. And you tell people about, and they're like, "They're just, they're just, their heads." Yeah. And it's like, like it's a part of Jewish culture. This was very normal. This is like, and so it's just things like that, or that we don't really know if Jesus was born on December twenty-fifth. Probably around there. I I think he was born. I think it's like 
March or April. Yeah, like it. And people are like, Wait, do what? it. December twenty fifth was a Christian hijacking mm-hmm. of a secular well, we tradition. About that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was. It was just we yeah. just hijacked it, and made our own. But it was like the winter solstice for or people to never question it. Yeah. But then have that information revealed to them through whatever yeah. source. Because nowadays you get at, you can go anywhere you want to as far as information goes, and it it absolutely just shake you. It's not good. Mm-hmm. It's just not. And so. That happened, you know, to me in a way where, you know, you just find out some of this stuff and you're like, what What do I even know? Yeah. And so then you go through and you like, and then you just go through this path. And I think that's okay, but I feel like what we do. So it's like, how do you, how do you good. know, how do you know where to put anchors down and say this? Right. I can't question because this actually just totally changes things. Mm-hmm. Like, where, how do you figure out, and I guess this is a work in progress and it's different for different people, but it's like, it's easy to say, listen, it's good to ask questions. Like, I'm all about asking questions. My mom has joked that, like, since I talked, my favorite question in life has been why. Why, 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 why? It literally defines my life. My entire profession is asking people why. And so, I'm all about, like, asking questions. But I also get somebody that would say, well, if you question everything you start to kind of lose hold of the truth that you need to anchor yourself. Mm-hmm. So do you have a, like, how do you find that balance? All right, so this is this is going to be a tough I'm answer. scared right now. Your, your eyes just glimmered. No, I didn't, they didn't glimmer. They were more of the answer is not going to be an answer for everybody. So for me, you know, everybody knows somewhat of my background that listens to the podcast consistently, but I feel good enough in the sense of my background, my upbringing, my studying, you know, I've been reformed fully. I've been unreformed. I've been mm-hmm. whatever. That everything baptized, sprinkled, and splashed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sprinkle, splash, and dump. You know what I'm saying? I'm ordering a, I'm ordering some hash browns at Waffle We're House. On the edge. Like, I eat Krispy Kreme and Dunkin' Donuts. That's right. Smothered, covered. Um, everything's on the table. Everything's on the table. Everything to because I want to know. Like I wanna, I'm at the point now to where like I think I can put everything on the table and be rooted enough to be fine because I yeah. know enough. I think, but we'll see. Like, is Christ Christ? Is Christ God? Is mm-hmm. what are these other religions? Where do they even come from? Like, how did they even get to the place that they get to from this? Like, yeah. um, Trinity to whatever you name it. I've somewhat either like tried to look it up or read about it or mm-hmm. haven't thought about it yet we'll get back to you like and so i think my anchors are more in just trusting the process which just sounds very cliche but so what's funny i didn't know you were going to say that because i said it as if you have to have anchors mm-hmm. as this is so hard because i feel like i could again play devil's advocate and shoot holes in what i'm about to say mm-hmm Right, so I say this cautiously that I agree. Like the anchors develop as I become fully convinced of truth. Mm-hmm. Agreed. But I don't think there's anything wrong with questioning because here's the reality. This is what I firmly believe is because this these are some anchors that I've created. I firmly believe there's a God, and I firmly believe He revealed Himself in the person of Jesus, and that I and anyone can enter into a relationship with that with that God made in flesh with Jesus mm. and that as I pursue him I trust him to protect me from myself mm. 
because there is a surrender to that authority. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. But I want to question it all mm-hmm. because this is the belief I have is if God is real and if Jesus, his son, came in and, and revealed himself, when I put the truth, when I put the the evidence on the table, when I put the question on the table, he is going to bring me back to the truth. So it's going to do one of two things. It's going to reaffirm what I suspected to be true and what I had been t- told true is true. It's going to reaffirm that mm-hmm. or it's going to refine it. Mm-hmm. It's going to refine it and say, no, Marty, in this one, you are a little bit off, right? In your view of, I don't know, use controversial type, in your view of baptism, we just talked about that. Mm-hmm. Your view of baptism has been traditionally this. Mm-hmm. But in, in putting it all on the table, I've refined that so that it, it maybe is a little different. Mm-hmm. But I think it's more biblical. It may not fit with this mm-hmm. doctrine or this denomination but I think it's more of the spirit of scripture and what it mm. meant for is that that's just an example. I yeah. haven't actually been looking at baptism, but yeah. So to me, it's like I'm cool with it because that's the whole like, and we applaud. Well, that's people. what we did last week. What is the kingdom of God? Right, and so like to me, it's like let it be fair game because if you walk into a discussion, like there was this really good podcast with uh, Preston Sprinkle did a few weeks ago um, with uh, oh actually this was a separate one, but anyway. And he made the statement. He was talking about how to have healthy conversations with people that are different than you and and, and to influence people. Mm-hmm. He said one of the core things you have to have is in the same way that you're expecting the other person to be open-minded to your persuasion, you need to be open-minded to theirs. And that is so hard for people, I think, where they're like, I'm right and you're wrong, so you need to listen to me. Well, they're in the exact same position. We wonder why it's a pissing contest. You know, I'm going to beat you into submission because clearly I'm right and I need to prove that you're wrong. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't do that. But then we applaud people like Lee Strobel, who writes the book, The Case for Christ. This man had no religion. He had no faith. He had he was, I think, an atheist or an agnostic. And just out of a sheer, you know, using his professional abilities, looked at the evidence and in doing so, it led him to a belief in Jesus and entering into a relationship with him. We applaud that because it went from non-Christian to Christian. But when somebody who professes to be and is a Christian says, let me reevaluate the evidence, we accuse them of some like spiritual drift. Is that, do you, you follow yeah. me? Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, it's like, it's kind of joking around, like I texted a group. The, uh, this morning actually is going to be later on, but um, just kind of explaining some of the thoughts that we've been having. Like, hey, you know, this is this is kind of the thoughts because we're just getting uh, yeah. you know, updates in general. And you know, a couple of them were joking, like, "Oh yeah, well, we'll definitely be praying for you," or "Hey, yeah, we'll definitely make sure to hold you down," because it sounds like you know, I mean, jokingly, but I mean that's but kind of yeah, like that. I mean, that's the thoughts, like. Mm-hmm people i don't know like we support anyone who's willing to reevaluate their beliefs to become more like me right but not but we criticize anyone who reevaluates their belief and it takes them away from me which goes exactly i knew we could tie it in which goes exactly (laughs) what we were talking about before yeah which is the uncomfortability of somebody changing Mm -hmm. and this is kind of where that kind of started from was like you know, my beliefs are shifting. Are they shifting dramatically? I don't think so. Are they shifting in a healthier direction? I personally feel like it. Yeah. But when you tell people or you share people 
with people some of the you know some of the beliefs which i haven't shared on here but you know marty knows he still does a podcast with me but sometimes you get a reaction that's like oh i don't know about that one so then i think it's almost like it's gonna sound weird but it's almost like drugs where are are, is the only reason that you're even like in a relationship with me is because we share this belief not really because of me kind of like drugs you know like there's the only reason we're together is because we smoke together yeah like oh so without this belief you care nothing about me Mm-hmm. And that may be fair. I don't know. I mean, it could be fine. But I don't know. I just, I, I feel like I've gotten to a place to where, it, I mean, it is what it is. So. We just got a few minutes left to wrap up. But here's kind of a final thought. I have, and this is a struggle I have. I have not landed on this, but it's a, it's a, it's a real-time thought. It is Number one, this is what I know, is that I think for me, it is important for me to wrestle with it all. Mm-hmm. Right? Some issues I reconcile pretty quickly. Right? Um, is you know I'm not, no some I wrestle right. with I reconcile quickly some I wrestle with and are they're harder or they become a little more ambiguous or I recognize there's and this is where I use the word both and a lot you know I look at the evidence and I'm like both of these seem equally represented and there's not a synthesis that gives me one belief and so it's like I have to know, and on some level that's where faith has to go I say that kind of in a cliche way but it's like. I have to recognize that both of these are kind of represented. God doesn't clarify where to kind of take a stand on it. Everybody finds the sweet spot between grace and truth or um, sovereignty and free will, like these different things, like these tensions. And I just realize there's a tension here. I can't put my finger where it is. It does exist. God will be able to provide the the miraculous understanding, and I just have to have faith Mm. that that is true. That said, I, I, I have to wrestle with those. That's just who I am. It's mm-hmm. in my DNA. Mm-hmm. I have to. And I hope people don't question my faith over it. Yeah. Cause but. That, that sucks. They might. Especially because this is so. I was thinking. I almost texted this to you. I saved it. I saved this compliment for you. Ooh. I almost texted it earlier. Because one thing I respect a lot about you is people could criticize and say, why is Josh allowing himself to explore, like, what is the scripture really saying in these areas? And they criticize your beliefs, but you have arguably studied it more than they've ever even thought about it. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate that. But then people feel like they have the the right to speak into and say, you shouldn't believe that. And be like, how many books have you read? How mm-hmm. much time have you spent? So it's like, I may not sit here and say, I agree with where you're at in this moment, mm-hmm. but I respect the frick out of the process because you're doing your due diligence mm-hmm. to say, I want the truth. Mm-hmm. I want the God-inspired, Christ-inspired, biblically-inspired truth, mm-hmm. even if that takes me to a place I wasn't at before. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. That's good. I mean, I appreciate that. So I Thank respect you. that. Now, then that's why f- I'll let you keep being on the pod. Well, I was going to say you're going to follow that up with, with that being said, with I'm that, currently uncomfortable with your beliefs, and this is our last podcast. No. But, so I'll say this. This okay. This is a. This is a. This is a. We're going to wrap up with this statement. I'm not even going to unpack it. It's the one I told you earlier. I question whether to say it or not, because I think this is part of my tension, is a lot of the people that we spend time with hold to their beliefs very strongly. I'm cool with that. Mm -hmm. But I was recently listening to an interview with um, Rick Warren. Mm -hmm. Very controversial right now. Mm -hmm. I understand that. A lot of controversy. The SBC. He made kind of this mic drop statement at the SBC because he's trying to, you know, he's trying to convince them that anyway, it doesn't matter. 
but he made a statement and I haven't been able to shake it from my head. And I just don't know what it is, but I feel like part of it is I'm surrounded by people that tend to have very fundamental beliefs that they're not willing to change Mm -hmm. or even look at, they don't even want to look at it. Like this is it. Mm -hmm. And he made the statement. It was something to the effect of conservative Christians, um, believe in the inerrancy of scripture. Fundamentalist script Christians believe in the inerrancy of their interpretation of scripture. Mm -hmm. And I've had a hard time shaking that because on one hand, I respect people that have very deep core beliefs. Like, I'm not going to shake this. Mm-hmm. But I think that's part of the tension is when we allow ourselves to explore beliefs that push against some of those fundamentalist doctrines, we're going to get flack and criticism solely because of that, not respect. Mm-hmm. And I think I just have to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Because being a fake phony or uneducated believer is not what I want to be. And so I may end up with the exact same beliefs as them, but I have to ask why. Yeah, that's good. And to put one last cherry on top of your wonderful comment, Mm -hmm. is it? I mean, it's a very powerful statement. I find myself obviously coming out of the fundamentalist aspect, but when when you kind of go through this process, which, you know, everybody does at some point, I feel like. But, you know, we're just currently in the midst of it. Or like I am. And yeah, I mean, I would say you are as well. Yeah. I just didn't want to speak for you. But <laughs> um, regardless of what I end with truth-wise, and I think this has been the, the most impactful thing that I've kind of learned, I understand and love other people more through this process than mm-hmm. I did before. And it's because, you know, whatever it may be, whether it's I don't really know one way or another on this issue or this issue, like you can see where some people can get this. Yeah. And so there's kind of a connection there or there's a love for people that maybe you have have a bias towards or that you've blocked off in your mind or that you don't want to have a relationship. Or, you know, just things that happen to anybody. But And so then I think towards, okay, how was Jesus and how was the Pharisees? What were the Pharisees trying to do the entire time and what is Jesus trying to do the entire mm-hmm. time? And so going through this process has made me feel more comfortable about me as a Christian and being more like Christ than more like Pharisees, I guess, mm-hmm. where it's not necessarily about the doctrine and the law more than it is about who Christ is and what he did. And so that process has been very, very comforting. Even if yeah. I spot off some crazy stuff, Right. Like heaven is a socialist society. Oh right. God, last week. Um, it It's just is, a vetting of thoughts. Yeah. It's taking just, you a journey. It's a it's, journey. It's a journey. But it, it really opens you up to, yeah. to more people. And we have, and the, th- the crazy thing is, we have that training up front as counselors already yeah. to try not to be biased, to try to be open to everybody. Mm-hmm. Like I can imagine that would be a lot harder for somebody who who doesn't, you know, who's who has a very tight-knit circle, who has a very sure. tight bubble, who has a... Because there's more at risk. You know, you yeah. don't know much outside of your bubble. Yeah. And so for those people, I'd say, take the risk. Take the risk. Take the risk. All right. I think that's... I think we've done uh, enough vetting of our vetting for today. Mm, that's so, so true. So true. Anyway. All right, guys. Hope you enjoy it. We appreciate your feedback. Good, bad, and ugly. We appreciate your grace and patience on the journey as we try to provide just an authentic look at the struggles we have, understanding who is Christ and what does he have for us here in this world.
So, so next week is the did Trinity. Jesus come from Mars? Did Jesus <laughs> is up. he an alien? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, y'all, behave yourselves. Holla. Thanks for joining us on another episode of TNJ. Don't forget to check out the links to any of our guests in the show description. And check out tattoosandjesus.org for additional show information or to submit your questions, comments, or curse words.